Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I'm really excited today to try to articulate something that I do every day that is a little more difficult to pull off than actually explain, but it's one of the biggest questions I get, and that is how can I analyze a property? How do we analyze properties? I'm going to share my view of this world, and it's it's one of the biggest questions we get and one of the biggest things that we see on the internet and all these, um, a lot of different people sharing tools to analyze properties, a lot of different software platforms and programs trying to help us analyze short-term rental properties. And obviously, and when you're investing in something, it is one of the most important things that we are able to do and be able to decide before we put our money into something is, is this going to be a good investment? Is this going to fit my property investing goals? And so I want to dive into that with you a little bit today. And so we're going to dive into and peel back a few of the layers of the onion and why I believe and why I usually say there's not an out-of-the-box software solution for this. I'm going to try to explain why I say that as well, because there are a great a lot of great software tools. We have our own proprietary software tools that we use. We use AirDNA. We use some of the out-of-the-box tools that are available out there as part of our data collection process. And then we plug them into our tools and worksheets to really try to paint the picture of if a short-term rental market and or property ultimately is a good investment for us. So I'm going to start with the process. And so the process we start with, it's really threefold. And I'm going to assume that you've already gone through and selected a location. Now, that, that's one of the biggest parts of the process is deciding the right location to invest in. But we're not going to talk about that as much today. I want to talk about underwriting a very specific deal and what you should be looking at so that I can start to uncover and help you understand at least my view of this world of how we underwrite deals and how we're looking at the investment potential of individual properties. And so once we have the location, the first thing that we need to do is figure out and understand the market revenue range. And what I mean by that is every single market has a revenue range when it comes to short-term rentals. And it's a little bit different than what you would normally find with other long-term investments like multifamily, single-family homes, maybe even commercial properties because there's usually a market rent for a specific type of property. Short-term rentals have a market rent, but it's a very wide range. And you will find that when we go in and we try to figure out that market revenue range, and we do that by segmenting the average nightly rate in the market. And AirDNA does a good job of showing us this. They they have what they call price tiers. And you will find the, the economy tier all the way up to the luxury tier. And so what we do is we look back historically, usually 36 months. In most markets, 36 months is enough time where we're going to look and we're going to look at that revenue range on the average nightly rate for the past 36 months. We're going to break that down now into the, the running 12 months. We're going to look at the past 24 months and then we're going to look at the past 36 months. What I want to know is, is that revenue range going up or going down or staying level? This gives me a good read on the market. We want to see if the top if the top 20th percent of the market is growing faster than the bottom 20th percent, all these different things. So we're going to tier the revenue range out. We're going to do the same thing with average occupancy in the market. We're going to go back and what we typically do with occupancy though, especially post-pandemic since 2020, we saw a huge spike in occupancy. What we're trying to do is say, okay, we've, we've had this never-ending summer for a while. It's given us 
a an unrealistic occupancy to really plan on, an un- unrealistically high occupancy, I should say, to plan on if we take when we tear back the previous 36 months. And so what we're looking to, we can still tear that the occupancy in the the 25th percentile, the 50th, the 75th, the 90th percentile, what we want to do to be a little more conservative right now is we're only going to look around that 50th percentile occupancy. So very middle of the road average, because we do feel like that the 75th, 90th percentile in occupancy is usually a little unrealistic. And so if you're going at this for the first time, be a little more conservative, somewhere taking that middle of the market occupancy wise, but it's important to be able to go back month by month for the previous 36 months so that we get idea of what occupancy is looking like, what's come, what the seasonality in the market looks like. After that, we're going to take that information. We're going to take the average nightly rate. We're going to take the average occupancy. And then we're actually going to go every month, month by month, and calculate out every single one of those tiers. And so I know this seems overwhelming. It is a lot. And there's a reason it's a lot. We want to paint a, a realistic, accurate picture of what we can expect. After we do all of this, what this is going to do, we've got some some fancy calculators and some fancy software that we put this in and extract all this data, put it in so that it tells us what a market revenue range looks like in a market. For example, we do this for every single bedroom count in the market. We'll do one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, four bedrooms, five bedrooms, six plus bedrooms, depending on depending on the market that we're looking at. Because what when we do this, we're going to start to see opportunities. I might be looking at a three bedroom and I might realize that, man, there's a big, uh, really good revenue jump when I jump up to a four bedroom or even a better revenue on two bedrooms than a three bedrooms happens sometimes. So I want to do that for every bedroom count, not the market as a whole. When you look at these software tools, A lot of times what they're doing is taking an overall average and telling you, okay, on three bedrooms in this market, it's going to have this average nightly rate and it's going to have this average occupancy. A software tool does not do a good job of telling you the revenue range. And it's significant to know this in short-term rental investing and when you're underwriting deals. And what software tools struggle to do is be able to say, okay, your three-bedroom property is going to land toward the top of this revenue range because of X, Y, and Z. Or maybe it's never gonna be in the top of that market and it's gonna be in the middle because of X, Y, and Z. A good example of that is, let's say you're in a beach location and the revenue range for a three bed, three bath house you know, in, that rate, in that market particularly is going to be from on the, on the low side, maybe $55,000 in gross revenue. On the high side, $200,000 in gross revenue. And that's a big revenue range. And so a lot of times these software tools will say, okay, you're gonna be somewhere in the middle. Well, what if my property is right on the beach? It's beachfront. Well, now I have a really good chance of operating toward the top of that market. In a beach beach market, maybe a ski hill market, You're if you're ski in, ski out, you've got a really good, based on your location alone, you've got a really good chance of being toward the top of that market. Now, what if I'm not? What if I'm what if I'm way far away from the beach or way far away from the ski hill? Now, there's not a good chance that I'm going to make it toward the top. So I also can't plan on being at the top if my location isn't going to be conducive to that. And so it's really important to understand that market revenue range. So underwriting the, pro- the first part of the process, I want to calculate what is the revenue range in the market. Very, very important to know. And so I kind of I tried to articulate exactly how we do it. It does get a little bit overwhelming. It does get a little bit complicated. I'm not trying to trying to overwhelm you. I want you to be aware that there's a revenue range in every single market. And then what your job is to do is to figure out what, when you're starting to look at that property, now that I know that revenue range, the next part of the process, step two for us, 
is to start to identify the properties we're looking at based on their location, based on the experience that we're going to be delivering, based on what how they're set up and, and what we're able to do with our property and where is that property going to land in that range. So we can look, now we can start to say, okay, based on I'm on the beach, it's a great location, I've got this property, it's already fixed up, or maybe I'm going to fix it up, I'm gonna furnish it to the nines, I'm gonna make sure that I'm delivering this amazing guest experience. Well, in this location, it's realistic that I can be toward the top of that market. So now that gives me an, a realistic average nightly rate and occupancy and overall gross revenue that I can now take and put into step three, which is really taking these numbers, putting them into an investment analyzer calculator or tool, which is where most people start, and then they try to take the averages. It's the last step in our process where we start to plug these numbers in to look at and to assess what our investment potential is on that property. And so at this stage, we're saying, okay, based on the market revenue range, based on the property I'm looking at, now we're gonna take it into our investment analyzer tool. We're gonna start to plug in acquisition costs, that the revenue that we're planning on generating, all of our fixed expenses, all of our variable expenses, so that we can predictably say, okay, what does my return on investment look like? That's ultimately what we want to know is what does that return on investment look like? And does that fit into my property goals, my investment goals of what I'm really trying to accomplish with this property? One of the most important questions investors need to answer is, is this a good investment for me? Does this property have the potential to produce the returns that I'm looking for? And so overall, that's our three-step process when we really take it through and try to underwrite a deal. Once we know our location, we go and we actually first underwrite the income potential in that market. And what does that revenue range look like on average nightly rates, occupancy? And we tier out that in that market so that we can now say, okay, based on this market, and the low side we're here, on the high side we're here, and we tier that throughout that market, now we're going to step two, grab our property, take a property, now analyze that property and say, where does this logically fit in? This is the step where software tools really struggle because they're not it's not a plug and play system. All three bed, three bath properties in a market of short-term rentals are not going to generate the same amount of income. And so this is where I have a problem and I have yet to find a software tool and we use a lot of them. We rely on them all day, every day. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying that it doesn't do a good enough job to be able to tell us predictably where does this property fit in. That is a human element that you're going to need to use your knowledge of that market, your knowledge of exactly what you're going to be delivering, your knowledge of exactly how you're going to be setting this property up for success, your knowledge of exactly how this property is going to be managed, all of those different things to say, yes, I feel like I can fall within that top 20% of the market. Or, you know what, I think I need to underwrite this one toward the middle of the market and here's why. And you need to be able to answer those questions. That's step two. And that is where software platforms and tools and worksheets and everything else that are, that are out there telling you that you can underwrite and analyze a deal in a matter of clicks where I feel like they fall short. I don't write checks on software platforms that I just put in an address and they tell me a number back. Usually, unless I'm somewhere right in the middle of the market, they're off. They usually aren't gonna tell you too low. They're usually not gonna tell you toward the top. They're gonna to be somewhere in the middle because they're averaging and aggregating all this data together. And that's okay 
They, they can give you an idea of where you're going to be at, but that revenue range in most markets, when you really start doing this, is large. And until you really start to look at that and see it, sometimes we think that everybody makes closer to the same amount of money. It's just not the case. We see it all day, every day. And then finally, you need to have calculators and tools to take all this information, plug it in to start to look at what does your return on investment look like. So guys, that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. And the main point that I want you to take away from this is there's multiple steps when you're starting to really underwrite a deal. And the most important step that you really need to get involved in is figuring out what that revenue range is. And then ultimately, where is the property that you're looking at? Where is it going to fit on that revenue scale in the market that you're in. And if you have to operate toward the top of that market in order to make any money or hit your goals, that might be a risky investment, right? I like to invest where I can make and reach my investment goals maybe somewhere around that 50 to 60% in the market. And then I've got some nice upside to start to reach toward the top of that market and really start to add to my return on investment. So guys, hopefully that was helpful. I do this all day, every day, and sometimes it's a little more difficult to articulate, especially when I don't have all the tools and software and calculators out in front of me just to show you. But really there's a three-step process when we underwrite those deals after we've already selected a market is we need to underwrite and decide what is the market revenue range, where does the property fit in that we're looking at in that market revenue range? Then we take, need to take all that information, plug it into our investment analyzer tools to decide predictably what kind of return on investment we're gonna get. So guys, hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that gives you some insight into our world and my view of this world on underwriting deals and why we do um, and how we do that here at Vodacy. You might have your own process and I'd love to hear it if you post it in the comments. We'd love to, love to hear your process as well. Guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me. Thank you. I know your time is very valuable, and I always appreciate you spending it with me. If you got any value out of this show, I always ask if you could share it with somebody that you think would gain value as well. And please leave us a review. Give us a thumbs up. Those things really do help us as we continue to spread the message of short-term rental investing and how much fun we have investing in this game. So guys, a last bit of advice I have for you, as always. Go pick one thing that you can do today to start building that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodice.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.